Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Shopper Pickmanel, and today I'm not joined by Tempest. No, no, we have a great replacement today because Tempest is off being on holiday or whatever. We've got Sat E Nyangi with me. Hey, Sat, how you doing, bud? It's going good. Sat E Nyangi, the E stands for entitled because it's Saturday. It's my day, named after me, allegedly. Ask Dave Meltzer. He may confirm it or deny it. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> This is the dream team. Like, you know, I've, I took a lot of things off my bucket list. So I worked with Tempest. Mm-hmm. But do we even know if I might be Tempest underneath the mask? We don't know that. But anyway, <gasps> yes. We don't know yet. No, could be. <laughs> you know, I've done Quizomania. Now I get mm-hmm. to work with one of the hardest working guys at WrestleTalk, Pete Chopper Quinnell. I do the Chopper dance, by the way, because I used to love it when you used to do it back in the days. It's like, dance, <laughs> Chopper. And then you just do that. And I was like, I love that. Wrestle Talk makes me laugh. I like that guy with the hat and the beard. Mm. The, the hat and the beard, re- really narrowing that down. The guy with the hat and the beard at Wrestle Talk. I'm sure that could be any of us. It's like Dark Order, the old bowling <laughs> when and, and got beard. And we're going to talk about it soon, but Five needs to wear a mask. I'm sorry. He just adds nothing about the mask. At least with the mask, you say you're the short guy with the mask. Now he's just a bold guy with a beard. We've got another bold guy with a beard named John Silver. But anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've had, a, uh, I've had a busy day, but I'm doing all right. I'm excited because this podcast should hopefully be the last thing I'm doing today. I've had to schedule a few videos and get stuff done, but I've got this podcast where we can chat about some wrestling. Some of it good and some of it not, but we can talk about that. And then hopefully I'm done with my day and I get to relax after that. Told you, this guy's busy. You heard it himself. He said it. He had to do a few videos already. I just woke up yeah. and um, had had a couple of 12 bites, did did my workout because I have to mm-hmm. keep my pecs looking pecky. And uh, yeah, and then I had to look good as well because I'm going to be staying next mm-hmm. to Pete. I have to look good as well. I mean, it's first impression counts. It's the first time working together. I don't want mm-hmm. you to walk out and say, this guy, man, put a mask on him. Like five. <laughs> like five. <laughs> <From> dark order. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> have you got any uh have you got any exciting plans for this weekend Sahar? uh i got uh i got i got stuff which i'll tell you off camera uh stuff okay related to right. the, what i said in the group chat a mm -hmm. certain class i have to yeah take. that makes sense yeah, yeah yeah i have to do that tomorrow for guys thinking what i'm doing wrestling training wink wink <laughs> yeah yep, that's what it yeah. is but films, I love watching films. So I'm gonna mm. watch films with my missus. Uh, I'm thinking of probably watching Night of Creeps and Night of the Comet, a couple of horror films, maybe. Mm. Don't quote me on that. I might just end up watching a Swedish show on Netflix called Love and Anarchy. Mm. Mm. Sounds... What about you? <laughs> Very interesting. I've got nothing planned. Um, well, that's that a lie. There, there was because the, it's it's Mother's Day tomorrow in the UK. So I. The original plan was my my partner's mum. We were gonna have do like an afternoon tea type thing, get in some like scones and have some stuff on that and go around there. But a couple of people have tested positive for COVID, and mm. so that probably isn't happening anymore. Um, so instead, I don't know, sit on a sofa, play my switch. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Those so. those are the best plans. Do you get along with your uh, mother-in-law? Do you? Yeah. Yeah, she's nice. Yeah. 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 If you, if you're stuck in a desert island with her, would you be fine? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Great answer, you, yeah. guys. The, the answer, it. Don't, don't worry. That was the answer. The laughter yeah. and the dot dot dot. That's <laughs> yeah, no. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Mm. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, I got. Yeah, I've got not much planned for this weekend. Um, had plans, now not anymore. Um, Those are the best yeah, plans. No be, plans. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be chilling, doing not much, uh, spending time with my with my partner. Um, though I got uh, there was a, a switch. Uh, a switch. There was a deal on the Nintendo eShop on the Switch, and I got a couple of games yesterday, which for like two quid was great. So uh, it was like eighty percent off. I was like, I'll take that. Uh, so I'm going to be playing Bastion and Transistor. Probably, because they seem like fun. So that will probably be my next couple of days playing those. I'll take your word for it. I haven't played uh, video games in a while. It's, mm. it's not. It's not by choice. No, no, not by choice. <laughs> it wasn't. So I, I specifically bought TV. I think it was the year twenty twelve mm -hmm. to be compatible with a PS three, and eventually the TV started <laughs> spacking out. And we we took it to repair shop. Yeah, you can't play PlayStation with TV. I'm like, I specifically went to Curry's <laughs> and asked the guy, PC World Curry, whatever. Like, can mm -hmm. you please give me a TV for video games? And now this repairman told me no. So eventually, it kind of phased out me playing uh, video games because I got a crappy TV. And I don't, I don't know. Eventually, you know, university life started to read books. Books mm -hmm. is no longer a chore. When I did read books, I don't really read books anymore. I mean, I'm talking about old times. But yeah, I just, I've been playing video games in a long time. I like to get into it. It seems cool now, you know, being a mm. gamer. You might be on Twitch. I'm a partner. <laughs> makes money. That sounds, that sounds nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I used, to, I used to do that back in the day, doing the whole, the whole Twitch thing and doing that. That, that was my, that was my full-time job at one point in time was doing wow. that. Yeah. That was a, that was a thing, but that was way back in the day. That would have been 20... 2015 i want to say 2016 wow. so yeah that was a that was a while back um you made money was, from it as well yeah not enough but yeah i <laughs> made some uh it was it was a poor choice because that was before 
um, affiliates were a thing. So the only people that could make money were partners and you needed to be like really, really good to be a partner back then because the, they didn't have like firm guidelines for what you needed to hit, right. like milestones to become a partner. It was just like, if you're good, you can become a partner. But the the things were, were super hard to make. So it was only, I could only make money through people donating. So there was no bits, no subscriptions, no nothing. It was just straight donations, um, which was great. But like, that's just relying on the yeah. kindness of people to get by, which was a very, very poor choice for me. I was young and stupid. Um, but yeah, so it was fun. It was good. And I'd love to do it again. But also time, because, you know, I'm a busy boy. Ooh, you are so. busy. Mm. Yeah. Would you, weirdly enough, uh, do one of your annual leaves to do Twitch again? Use one of your annual leaves? Possibly? No? Mm. No. 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 I think if I was going to do it, I would do it properly. So, you know, if, if for whatever reason, if something happened and I had to leave this job, then I'd probably find a way to go back to doing it. But as I am right now, I don't want to burn out. <laughs> so I'm just going to do this job and then do relax. Got it. Yes. You know, mental health is important. Guys, you hear that? Eric. Pete Quinnell is a busy, busy man. He can't even do it for a laugh. Ha ha. Twitch. You can't do that. See, he's so busy. You can't do that. <laughs> Bloody hell, he's busy. I just like to I like to not burn out. I like to have my time to relax and do the things I want to do. You know, watch the shows I want to watch, do the, the games I want to play. Yes. Do, do the stuff. Yeah. Yes. Living a dream. Yeah, yeah, free will. Who wants free will, guys? <laughs> Give it to him. Exactly. Um, let's get into the main portion of the show. We're gonna we'll talk some more in the uh, the outro portion of the show, but we're gonna be talking about SmackDown to start with and how both the WWE's mid-card champions aren't on WrestleMania. Come on, guys. Let's talk about it. Uh, at the moment, uh, it may change. You never know. Uh, Ricochet could go on WrestleMania and Finn Balor can go on WrestleMania. If there's enough rumblings on social media or if one of Vince McMahon's stooges can come to their senses, maybe. But uh, yeah, Finn Balor on the freaking... Not even like Andre the Giant Memorial <laughs> Battle Royale at WrestleMania... It's on the SmackDown next week. I mean, what did he do wrong? He's not even a SmackDown guy, by the way. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't understand. We'll, 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 save, we'll save this for the main show, Sat, because this is just on the, the intro and outro bit. So we'll, 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 we'll cut now. We'll insert the, the main show here. Ricochet, the Intercontinental Champion, and Finn Balor, the United States Champion, both are not on the WrestleMania tonight card. What? <laughs> Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I am Chubba Piquinel, your Jam That Champion, the true Jam That Champion. I'm not joined by Tempest today as he is off. He's got a day off. He's doing stuff. But it's that I'm joined by Sati Niangi. Hi, Sat. How's it going, What's mate? What's up? What's going on, guys? It is a lovely Saturday afternoon in the UK. I'm Sat E Niangi. E stands for entitled because it's Saturday. My namesake. I'm not too sure. I have to ask Dave uh, Miltzer because he does reporting on things. But you know what? This dream team that the world didn't know they needed. The Jam That Champion himself and Sat E. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how two mid-card champions are left off two nights of stupendous WrestleMania card. 
Very stupid is what it is. Um, first, first things first, get in your Ultra Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Link is on the screen right now. Send in your messages. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Um, but yeah, okay. So <clears throat> some people were very excited when Ricochet won the Intercontinental Championship. So like, oh, about time. Ricochet's got a title. This is going to be great. And, you know, they're going to push him and all that stuff. And Tempest and I were like, eh, well, let's give a Ricochet. But... When's the last time they actually pushed a proper intercontinental title run? Like this, this probably isn't going to mean anything. But some people were like, "It's good for Ricochet." I'm like, "I'm glad that people are happy about it." Fast forward a couple of weeks, he had a couple of good matches with Sami Zayn. That was good. And then on this show, he had a championship contenders match, which already championship contenders matches can go do one for starters. They suck. Uh, he had a championship contenders match against Angel. I mean, Umberto. I mean, Angel. I mean, Umberto. Because there were all sorts of, like, weird, like, pacing and, like, production issues on this episode of SmackDown. Where the ring announcer said it was Umberto. But then the name bar said it was Angel. But then the graphic before the ad break said it was Umberto. But then when it came back, it was actually Angel versus Ricochet. Whatever that was. Sure, whatever. Angel then beat Ricochet via roll-up very quickly via distraction umberto distracts him on the outside quick roll-up victory ricochet your intercontinental champion loses sure championship contenders match he's lost great but then he gets fired up and he calls out umberto and says oh man you distracted me i was gonna beat your cousin you come back down here you get in the ring right now and we'll we'll, we'll duke it out and i was like you know what okay You've made your IC champion lose on this episode of SmackDown, but you're going to have him do another match, which he can win, and then he's going to look strong, uh, and it can build into the Angel match based on how they, they book this match with Umberto. And then he lost to Umberto, which he almost lost via the same distraction roll-up spot, but then it was uh, Angel under the ring grabbed his leg as he attempted to get back in the ring, so then he got counted out. So on this show, Ricochet lost via countout and via roll-up. What? Why? What? That's very stupid. What are your thoughts about this booking of Ricochet, Sat? Uh, if it was before last week, I'd be like, it's fine. Uh, he was exposed. You know, people often ask, can WWE book baby faces based mm -hmm. on Ricochet? The answer is no, because uh, he's exposed as a dummy, a complete dummy. Mm -hmm. He got rolled yep. up. He lost. If he was a smart guy, he was fired up. Yeah, he wants to face Umberto. He'd be like, send your little cousin to the back and face me one on one. He made a mistake by not clearing the other cousin, because if you're going to lose to one cousin by distraction, what makes you think the one you, you just lost to is not going to stick around and do the same shenanigans? twice so that was shame on ricochet shame on wwe and my goodness uh they wasted this uh, like umberto Carrillo and angel garza are great wrestlers uh wwe didn't give them enough time in the ring of ricochet on any pay-per-view in any company in the world they would have match of the night obviously it's a tv match you have to save it a little bit but i just don't like the fact that i like los lafarios they should be one of the top tag teams i wish ricochet was feuding with an actual mid-card wrestler because he's feuding with a tag team per se not that i got anything against tag teams it's just that you know that this feud is not going to mean anything next month so mm -hmm. it's kind of like why are we watching it why are we wasting time and nothing really matters on smackdown and this is one of the uh, casualties so yeah for sure yeah like th this is just complete filler feud 
which makes no sense because it's WrestleMania next week. Is it? Um, so, so yeah, I know, right? So after Ricochet lost twice, uh, it then got announced later in the show that next week on WrestleMania SmackDown, it's going to be Ricochet versus Umberto versus Angel in a triple threat for the Intercontinental title. So the fact that Ricochet is on WrestleMania SmackDown probably means he's not going to be on WrestleMania. Because that's like, it's the it's the spillover show. It's what they did last year as well. They've also got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on WrestleMania SmackDown next week. So the, it's, it's, it's the leftover matches that don't somehow fit on the two-night WrestleMania card go on WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania SmackDown around WrestleMania. Which, in theory, makes sense if WrestleMania was a short one day show where you have the best of the best matches and then you can have your kind of like lower mid card but still important matches on those wrestlemania of raw and smackdown but the problem is it's a two-night show this could be really really long and everyone gets on the card apart from your mid card champions what are you playing at wwe it doesn't make any sense because we also got the announcement that in the andre the giant battle royal which is also on wrestlemania smackdown next week finn balor is in that match united states champion Finn Balor in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Do you want to know the lineup, by the way? The people that were on the graphic for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh, it is a bleak lineup for that match. Goodness me. I wrote these down because I I, I, I paused it and I had to write these names. And I was like, surely that's not the whole lineup. Because you've got, and I'm, I'm not dissing on any of these guys as wrestlers. I'm saying in terms of their treatment in the company, these are all very low card. You got Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Akira Tazawa, Drew Gulak, Reggie, Commander Aziz, Eric Ivar, Madcap Moss, Mansoor, R Truth, Shanky, Apollo Crews, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Robert Roode, and Jinder Mahal. Like, woof. So, uh, it's on Twitter, uh, you know, ever since the late. Scott Hall passed away, RIP. People have been petitioning for a Razor Ramon Memorial ladder match. Mm -hmm. I mean, even before uh, Scott Hall passed away, people have been saying, why not every year at WrestleMania to replace Money in the Bank have a dual a dual uh, ladder match for both the United States and inter Intercontinental title, get all the mid-card guys on there so it gives them something to do. And, you know, they'll just it'll be a great match. There, there's so much things WWE can do, but they won't do. I feel like you can tell the spirits are crushed in a creative team. Maybe they do come up with great ideas, but they, they know that Vince McMahon is not going to do it. So what's the point of me coming up with mm -hmm. great ideas? If that old man that should have retired a long time ago is just stuck in his ways, he's not going to do it. So you can see that wrestlers are suffering because the, the the creative constipation going on in, in WWE. Nothing great's coming out, guys. Nothing mm -hmm. great. Nothing great at all. It, it doesn't make any sense to me to have your mid-card titles. The, the thing is, right, the thing I get hung up on is that it's a two-night mania. You have so much time. I don't understand why they don't care about their titles. They're your titles. It's your company's titles. I know it's not WWE or Universal. They're all, you know, tied up in one match at WrestleMania. So surely the next thing's down after your women's titles is the United States and the Intercontinental titles. Like they should be the most important things because the tag feuds, granted the Raw tag title, Triple Threat match is probably going to be good, but Nakamura and Brooks versus the Usos is going to be on a pre-show. Let's yeah. be real here. Yeah. Like, 
You've got and, no, you've got no important title matches other than your main event and your women's ones. Your world titles are important. Granted, well done. Your world titles are important. Anything below that, nada. And that also, sucks. I also wanted to mention that it, once we get to WrestleMania, if the title's not defended, it'll be like a year since the Intercontinental title's been defended on a show, a super show, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. So it's mad to think that. How f- if, you're not, if you're not the Miz... The Intercontinental title does not count, apparently. Mm. So yeah. I feel like that's what would happen, right? Get missed it's... to win one of the titles to make it mean something again. Yeah. And it's every single time that someone wins the Intercontinental title, they, they always say, I'm going to bring prestige back to the title. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. No, you're not. Because everyone says it every time. Well, it's about time we get prestige back to this title. And the only person that did it to a degree was the Miz. That's it. Is it a shame that it's that's been a line for like 20 years now to bring the prestige right. back to an intercontinental title? You know, since the days when the Godfather won it as the title, the title's never been the same since the Attitude Era, because that's when the, the quality of the title started dipping. You can blame it on the Godfather or Road Dog or Albert, people that shouldn't have won the title, but did. Random <laughs> trivia, guys. <laughs> it's just it's just weird to me. I don't understand why they don't care more because this is hurting their own product. If you put more into your mid-card titles and made something out of these matches at WrestleMania, you could have some really good matches. You have such a talented roster and not putting your mid-card champion. Ricochet and Finn Balor. Finn Balor created Bullet Club. Ricochet was in one of the most talked about matches of all time against Will Ospreay. Like, what are you doing, WWE? Pete, Pete, I'll tell you what they're doing. You guys can't focus on mid-card titles. Brock and Roman need you. They need 20 creative people to come up with great concept, with, with, with great segments. That's what that's what matters. Nothing else matters on SmackDown right now. If it's, your name's not Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, to a degree, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, they don't care for you. That's what it is. When I watch SmackDown, it's my first time watching the full SmackDown in weeks because I knew I was reviewing the podcast with Pete. And when I was watching it, I was like, why am I being tortured for this? Because at least, you know, doing the NXT review, doing it on next Wednesday, it's like and to laugh about you know it's funny but it's so dull it's like i'm grasping it's like i'm writing down the matches i'm like oh this match just ended before i can even put anything of substance nothing matters it felt like a pre-show even the fact that you had drew mcintyre randomly walking with his sword talking about his match then you went to a promo package anyway i'm going ahead pete throwing it back to you <laughs> i nearly went i went, nearly went i'm throwing it back to you <laughs> nearly just went off on one it's yeah good, i nearly man. did um yeah no I, I i totally agree smackdown is boring it's dull there is very little life uh outside of the brock and roman stuff i quite enjoyed the last two weeks i thought they'd been quite good apart from the like the show long story of brock and roman, we'll talk about this more later but the show long story of brock being in roman's office and like Roman coming in that that's a fun little story but i don't think the payoff was there at the end it, mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't live up to no. what it was setting up to be um which kind of sucks but aside from that fun stuff through the show that's actually exciting and there was you know there was a, a decent match which was the women's fatal four-way but other than that this show is not enjoyable to watch it's just not. There's so many recaps, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
I got like I kind of appreciate it because I don't I don't really watch. So when, when <laughs> yeah, you're actually catching up, yeah. The Baron the Baron Corbin one I didn't need to because I already know about his history yeah, yeah, yeah. and his poor brother. But yeah, everything everything else I was like, yeah, oh Charlotte did that. Oh okay, mm. all right. Yeah, yeah, she still tapped out in real time. I don't know what they're lying to. The whole everything everything feels so half baked. I think that's what it is. Is like we've watched wrestling during the darkest times, like I watched mm. it from the new generation era, but I was a kid, so I, I enjoyed anything wrestling related. But yeah. uh, this is so dark in terms of creatively because it's it's like everything's so half-baked, everything's so boring, and it sucks when you, the viewer, can come up with a better concept than the people that's hired to do it. I think that's what makes it sad. It's like, if the fact that I can come up with a better storyline, that, that means the company's not doing the job. And I, I wish... They always say after WrestleMania, you know, reset switch, blah, blah, whatever. But I don't know. WWE's been bad like this for the last few years. And I've, I do my best to find the positivity in it because I don't want to be negative. It's easy to be negative. You guys watch the show to be entertained by our musings of what's going on in the ring. So we have to do our best to make you guys not be depressed as well. Like, it's become a support group almost. WWE mm. hurt me. They hurt me too. I yeah. watched the show. It was bad. Exactly right. Yeah. Anyone who watches the show willingly, it must be insane. Hey, man, we get to talk about Rampage later, and that was decent. So, you know, that's cool. That's positive. That's fun. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
let, let's get into some of your ultra chats here and see what you guys thought of all this stuff. Um, okay, cool. So apparently, wrestletalk.com forward slash support doesn't work. So you can't go to that link. So you can't send in your ultra chats there. So we've got a, a, a new link that's apparently being posted in the live chat for you to use. You can click that link in the chat to send in your ultra chats because apparently the link is broken. Thank you, moderators. Um, with as the whole like there's a switchover happening at wrestletalk.com, so it's probably something that got um, mixed up with that transition that's going through. So sorry about that. Uh, but there should be new links that moderators are posting in the chat now, so you can go send in your ultra chats there. But we've got one for now from uh, Liam Leonard, uh, who's been a member for eight months. Thank you so much. Uh, who says, today is my birthday, so I gave myself the best gift of all. Not watching SmackDown live. Sorry you had to watch this crap. Hashtag jam that jam. Hail my tribal Pete. Thank you, Liam Leonard. Tribal Pete, I like that. The tribal Pete. I love it. Acknowledge Pete. Um, yeah, it's uh, well done for not watching SmackDown. It's uh, a good choice, I'd say. Um, so yeah, it's, happy birthday. Yeah, happy Easter. Let's talk about the rest of SmackDown, shall we? Um, which started with uh, a recap, of course it did, of uh, Reigns and Lesnar from like last week with the forklift, which they showed like the whole thing that was like the recap was here's Reigns' promo here's them going out to the parking lot here's Lesnar with a forklift here's Lesnar coming out with the car door here's Lesnar cutting his promo it's like you're not cutting anything you're just showing us the whole thing from last week again I don't think they understand the point of a recap anyway um, that's a that's a by the by uh Lesnar's backstage and says that he uh, he's been told that he can't have contact with Roman Reigns unless he's provoked so he's gonna hang out in Roman Reigns' locker room so he can get provoked. And I was like, okay, that's a neat little concept. I'm into this. He goes in and he's, you know, he's like, oh, this is nice. Not as nice as mine, but it's nice. And sits down and with the power of putting his feet up on the table, he breaks the table in half, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, a fun little concept, a fun little setup for something to pay off later in the show. I thought this was a good start. I was intrigued at the start of this. I thought it was good. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know. I would have appreciated if they put the same effort into Charlotte and Ronda as well. If that yeah. two stories going on at the same time is a two-hour show, as we're going to talk about it, there's a lot of filler in. So they could have filled it in with some nice storyline beats for Ronda and Charlotte as well. It seems like they, they have to save all the creative juices for Roman and Brock. And I've been watching Bits and Pieces the last few weeks, and this has to be one of the weakest one. Because I'm like, yay, you know, what would have been different and even great is if the Usos beat up Brock or handcuffed him or something. They've made it imperiled because it's been the same thing every single week. It's almost like Roadrunner. But we'll get more into what I mean in terms of being a Roadrunner. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was an intro. It was a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it was It was a good setup. Um don't think the payoff was there, which we'll talk about later. We yeah. then got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jimmy Uso after a recap of Books versus Jay from last week. Uh, this is just a weird little production thing from my point, and I know this is a nitpick. I understand, but these things annoy me, so I like to bring them up. They Nakamura and Books came out. They made their entrance. The Usos come out. They make their entrance. 
All four of them brawl. It's just a singles match between Shinsuke and Jimmy, but all four of them brawl. It cuts to an ad break. It comes back, and Shinsuke Nakamura's music is playing. Why? Why is his music playing? That doesn't make any sense. He came out first, for starters. And also, they stopped brawling, went to their own corners or whatever, and then stood around waiting for the ad break to finish before they then rang the bell and started the match. It's, it's minor. I understand. It just bugs me. Why would they do that? To indicate to the crowd that the match is about to begin, maybe. I don't know. I just, just start the match in the ad break. Just, just start the match in the ad break. We're not going to miss much. It's fine. Just make it feel a bit more real, please. And not like a TV show. Anyway, uh, this match was fine. Nothing much to it. It went like eight minutes, I think, which I think was the longest eight. match on this card. Are you, uh, in my head, it felt like it was a five-minute match. Yeah, it, right. was, it, was a, it was a standard back-and-forth TV match. I'm shocked. Did you say the outcome of who won in the match yet? Not yet. Mm, I'm going to save that. But yeah, <laughs> I was shocked at the outcome. Uh, for me, the way the storyline's going, the way they're bigging up the Usos being the longest reigning tag team champion, I feel like it's telegraphing to us, the, the audience, that they're going to lose the title. At least I hope so, because I feel like... Yeah. Boogs and Nakamura right now, unfortunately, in terms of the tag team division, they're the only two guys that have any sort of credibility because they haven't lost mm -hmm. a lot. Because it could have been Viking Raiders. It should have been Viking Raiders. I mean, they're the only other tag team on SmackDown that's viable besides New Day, but they're busy. But yeah, Boogs is kind of like his reward for, you know, standing out, even though there's been a lot of criticism on social media about how it's not about Nakamura anymore, it's about Boogs and Pat McAfee, their shtick, you know, like Nakamura's song, but it's about the guitar and about the dancing, he's now become corny or whatever. There's a corner of wrestling fans that don't like it. But I, I was happy that, you know, Nakamura's got someone that can match his charisma per se, you know, even though, um, Boogs went from looking like a metal rocker to Freddie Mercury the last month, which hasn't been explained. The haircut mm -hmm. and, and even his gear has been stripped back. So I've been kind of thrown off because it's like, hey, why have it always thing that made him unique? But anyway, yeah. So what did you think of it? Uh, I mean, I like Boogs. I think he's immediately impressive. And I think, especially to a casual fan or a casual wrestling fan, I think his style of offense and just how incredibly strong he is is immediately impressive to a, a casual WWE fan. And I think they're right to push him. I think it makes a lot of sense for, for him to do that. Um, this match was basically nothing, though. Like, the, the it went through an ad break, so a lot of it was in the ad break. Um, we didn't see an awful lot of actual wrestling. And Shinsuke won after a uh, distraction went wrong. So Shinsuke hit the Kinshasa and then wins. I was pleasantly surprised because I would put money that Nakamura is going to lose this one. Then next week would be Boogs against Jay and Boogs would win because of that tag team is Boogs. You can tell that's getting the push. He's he's getting a rub from Nakamura. Nakamura is meant to make him legit, basically. You can tell that he's, it's meant to build him up, basically. And then yeah. I thought that Nakamura was going to lose this one and he didn't. I was like, oh, a shocking, pleasant surprise because they've been treating him in the tag team. He's the one that gets the heat spot. He gets beaten mm -hmm. up on and Boogs come in, save the day. So I assumed that he's going to be the less than the Marty of the tag team but he wasn't they remembered he's nakamura nakamura should always yeah. win when it counts i thought jimmy was going to win as well because that boogs j match happened last week and boogs won in like 30 seconds without jay getting a single move in yep that that happened uh so i thought jimmy was going to win here to make it you know 50 50 booking and mm -hmm. leading into wrestlemania but no nakamura won so 
I mean, I guess that means Nakamura and Boogs are probably winning. Like, it, it, I, 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 like, be surprised if the Usos retain. I wouldn't put it past WWE in all fairness to be like, the right choice here is Nakamura and Boog should win. So let's have the Usos win. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did do that. Maybe they just really like the imagery of uh, Usos and Roman holding up all their belts and they have Roman to retain. So they're like, well, we'll have Usos retain as well. Screw it. Why not? Let's completely destroy our tag division at, uh, while we're at it. I don't know. It'll be dumb. It'll be very stupid. Anyway. We talked for way too long about that match. That was basically nothing. <laughs> uh, we got a recap of Kevin Owens trolling on Raw, which was good. Uh, Lesnar is still in Reigns' locker room, and it's just he spits out some champagne and like throws it across the room. Doing being Lesnar, cool. Um, got an ad for WrestleMania. Undertaker's going in the Hall of Fame. We know. We then got Shad Gaspar's getting the Warrior Award. Good. That's nice. Now. Rename it the Shad Gaspard Award. <laughs> yes. The part that got me, because he has the same qualities as mm -hmm. the ultimate warrior. I was like, guys, let's not do that. Let's not do what history does when the victor just rename things. The guy was known for saying a particular phrasing that people <laughs> you know. Ultimate Warrior was not a nice guy. At the, end of the, at the end of his life, yeah, you know, he seemed like he was remorseful, whatever, but mm -hmm. he still said some stuff. It should be called the Shaq Gaspard Award, but when you got the guy's misses there, I don't know if they're going to change it. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, after that, Drew McIntyre cut a promo saying he's going to beat up Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. It was a promo. Um, we then got a uh, Happy Corbin video package. Now, you know what? Normally, when WWE just does their normal video packages, I'm like, it's basically a recap of stuff we've just seen, just edited well, right? This one was actually told from Corbin's perspective of him being like 2021 was the roughest year of my life. Like he was doing the voiceover for it and he, and it had like all the headlines of him, like losing all his money from 2021 and how he hit it big in Vegas. And now he's uh, on top of the world and all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? That gives him some personality. This is, it's good. It's a good, it's a good video package. I like that. It's stylistically different to what they normally do and that's nice and it also annoyed me because it almost made the corbin storyline uh the corbin storyline look good which it isn't <laughs> curse wwe's editing de department for being good how dare they yeah, yeah uh a lot of people say that he should have stayed broke longer mm, than... he should uh, no, isn't isn't the whole point is you you uh do the payoff before you get tired of it because this is knowing mm. wwe he probably would have still been broke to this day because WWE are also creatively bankrupt as well. Yep. Yep. So you'd eventually would have hated it. It would, it would have been like, they could have done things with him stealing rumble spots or, you know, Corbin's asleep under the ring doing a row of rumbles. He has somehow he can get, they could have done it, but mm -hmm. WWE are not as great as they used to be creatively. So mm -hmm. I was happy they wrapped it up because people still look back to that. Ah. Oh, Corbin was great back then. If if he if they beat a dead horse, you'd have hated it. So yeah, it was a good thing they changed it. It just the execution of Happy Corbin is off. Happy Corbin can still be a great character. It's mm -hmm. just that they decided to make it corny instead of him being a vicious heel or even a a a cool baby face or whatever. It's just like there's so many options. They decided on comedy heel, which is not 
who Baron Corbin has been in terms of his career. He started with NXT as a monster heel. You know, his finisher to this day, no one kicks out of it because mm -hmm. it's an impactful move. Yeah, when he became general manager, you can see that he started to dip in terms of how ferocious he is, or you can go back to when he lost money in the bank. <laughs> That's when he became a dummy. But Baron Corbin can be your world champion if booked correctly. I thought this is going to be like a modern JBL, but they're not pushing it like that. It's, it's quite confusing. I really liked Happy Corbin. The first week after they brought him in, I was like, man, this is like, this could be a really fun thing. Like I, I was still on the high of the, the broke Corbin. And because I really liked his work when he was doing that. And I thought that was such a natural transition into babyface Corbin, who's down on his luck and everyone's bullying him. And then he like works his way back into the company and he's there and he won the jackpot. And I was like, this is great. This is a great little character. And then Madcap Moss came in and I was like, ah, never mind. <laughs> yes. That's not, that's not what I wanted. Um, but, you know, it. it I, I give them credit for trying with this video package. It almost made me forget how bad it is, but it is bad. Um, but it, it was good. But even WWE's video editing department can't make Mad Cat Moss's jokes funny because they're not. So Do you think they're teasing a breakup because he hasn't made him laugh the last two weeks? Yes, 100%. I think Corbin will lose at WrestleMania, maybe courtesy of Mad Cat Moss. Maybe Moss will try and interfere and unintentionally cost Corbin, and Corbin will like attack him or something. They'll break up. Madcap Moss will go on to, to become a really, really desperately unfunny babyface where he'll come out and he'll do really like corny kids jokes like John Cena used to do and not take the opponent seriously and all that stuff. And it's going to be really awkward and bad. That's my prediction. Oh, he's going to be an uninspired babyface. Oh, yeah, man. man. Can we just do, wait. No, can we just do the opposite? Can, can we just have Madcap Moss turn on? Corbin and Corbin turn face that that would be better no you know what I prefer that that would be surprising to me I would be now I would not expect that and maybe it could be all right it won't be but maybe it could be all right <laughs> maybe, maybe. Not. speaking of being all right after that we got Ridge Holland the scheduled match of Ridge Holland versus Kofi Kingston again for some reason but as Kofi Kingston is making his entrance the ring announcer says, accompanied by Xavier Woods, here's Kofi Kingston. I was like, excuse me, hold on, let me just clean out my ears here. What? Mm. You just say accompanied by Xavier Woods. That's a weird slip up to make. Mm. And then Kofi Kingston comes out, cuts a promo and says, well, you are, you are facing a member of the New Day, but who could it be? Who, 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 who? I mean, it's not going to be Big E, is it? So, yeah. like, who else is it going to be? Pancakes? Bootios? Like, who's, who else are you going to face? They already just said Xavier's name. Yeah. It's Woods. Woods comes out. King Woods on the graphic. Still got a crown. Hey, everyone, it's Xavier Woods. Commentary, it's Xavier Woods. Name bar, Xavier Woods. I was like, what, is it? what happened to the king? Oh, it was King Woods. That's his thing. What's going on? Weird. Weird, weird, weird production issues on this SmackDown. Why did they announce that he was back accompanying Kofi before they brought him out? Why are they calling him Xavier and not King Woods? Why is he still dressed like a king? If he's not King Woods anymore, then don't have him in the crown. Like, wh what's happening? 
What's what's going on? I, it's nice that Woods is back though. That's cool. I love Woods. Uh, He's great. So so many things happened. Like that's not the first time Samantha Irvin slipped up. She slipped up in the intercontinental title match as well. It did, like you're saying, there's been production issues. If Michael Cole is confused by it all, you have to be worried because he usually knows everything and he steers the ship correctly. Because when the match started, he's like, "Oh, it's Xavier Woods wrestling." Uh, Ridge Holland and then mm-hmm. Pat McAfee goes, Yeah, he did say that it's not him wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he did yeah, say in the promo. Right. Like, yeah, it just, I don't know. That scared me because it, it made me think that the show we, we're watching, it felt like a rush show. It usually does. Like, but the question is, how rushed was it? Because everything's all over the place. Michael Cole doesn't know what's going on. Samantha uh, Irwin doesn't know what's going on. Uh, slip ups left and right. Paul Kofi Kingston's, like, oh, it's a written promo. They already announced him. I have to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought someone, even though you guys know who it is. Just in case you're deaf, it's King Woods, Xavier Woods. Yeah, he's King Woods to me, man. Until they take off the crown and take off the jacket and he goes back to dressing like a New Day member, he's still King Woods. He's got a good song. He's King Woods. How dare you keep Queen Zelina as well? Because, you know, they're both one. Keep both royalty gimmicks. Let's not get rid of any. Big agree. Big agree. Um... Yeah, so then we got yeah, so we got Woods versus uh Ridge Holland. Woods won in 46 seconds. He won with a roll up. Our review was longer than the match. Yeah, sure was. Um which like okay. At least New Day won this time. There's a positive. Got not much else cuz you know Holland won last week against Kingston. That was a bad choice. After the whole Big E thing. When they decided to make Biggie's injury an angle. Mm. I don't know about that one for starters. And then Holland won last week. It was like, what's happening here? But Woods came in and he won. That's something. That is a positive. I appreciate Why would them. you waste Woods' no. return on a 46-second match? That's no, to be honest, to be honest, I, I, I am so over the show. I'm so happy that they fast-forward the match for me. Because mm. I probably would have done it. So instead yeah, of me fast-forwarding the match... They went, ah, you guys don't care about this match. One, two, three. I'm like, ah, I appreciate you, sir. Woods is back. <laughs> WrestleMania might be set or whatever because they, they haven't announced New Day and Sheamus' mm-hmm. crew match yet because maybe that's why there's no mid-card title match. Who knows? But yeah, I appreciate them. I can't rag on WWE for, for giving me a gift of not having to sit through a Ridge Holland match, you know, mm-hmm. against Xavier Woods. I don't care yeah. about the match, to be honest. They make me want to care, but I don't care. They, he broke my guy's neck. I don't care. <laughs> Skip the match. Skip it. <sighs> yeah. After that, um, we got a message from Roman Reigns, who was in his car, and he says to Lesnar, get out of my locker room. Otherwise, I'm going to put your head through a wall. Cool. And then also... We got- and also, and also, and also, he had food, guys. He had some sides and whatever he was so excited about. He had food. And he went to the Barclays Center where he busted up Brock Lesnar. He was excited about that. He had food, guys. That's what I put down. Roman Reigns had food. Yeah. <laughs> that was the uh, the important part of the promo, apparently. <sighs> Speaking of promos, time for Ronda Rousey. Okay. Okay. So I said this in my edited review as well. I almost feel bad for Ronda Rousey because she's not a natural talker. I said almost as well. Note that she's not a natural talker and she's been put in a spot. This feud is very talking heavy for some reason. I don't know why, but there's a lot of promos in this Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey feud and she has to do promos. She's not very good at them. 
And this was another example of they said, hey, Rhonda, go out there and talk. And she can't. She stumbled on her words, tried to then ad lib it to get back on track and failed. She just stumbled, wasn't very emotional, wasn't very, uh, her cadence was way off through the whole thing. Like it, 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 it wasn't very good. Charlotte Flair appeared on the Titan Tron. They went back and forth a little bit. And then Rhonda said, I'm going to win. And Charlotte said, no, I'm going to win. And then Rhonda said, well, I'm going to win. And then that was the promo, basically. So basically the whole entire storyline, if Ronda Rousey is showing the same level of excitement we are, this match is not the main event. I mean, she's so excited that she completely can't be asked. She can't be asked, guys. She, <laughs> she can't, like... I love that you couldn't even keep that up. No, I, I can't keep it, but I, I listen, I don't want to be accused of losing viewers on the SmackDown review. They'll be like, Pete, on the meeting. So Pete's in a meeting and Ollie's going, what happened on Saturday? It just said, was committed to the Ronda Rousey bit and people dropped out because <laughs> it was so horrible because he he captured the, the energy, the energy level. It's, it's just that, um, yeah, um, Charlotte's doing the heavy lifting in terms of the promos. <laughs> Charlotte's yeah. in the heavy, yeah, she's in the heavy lifting. Which she's trying she to make it. Be doing because I also don't like Charlotte Flair's promos. She talks Char very slowly a lot of the time. I don't mind it because it's not fast. It's it's I can I can never miss what she's saying. It's just that <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't miss what she's saying. It's True. just that this feud, you know, when you can tell a feud that is based on nothing, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's I call it the feud about nothing. Because, yeah, it could be about bragging rights and accolades, but they're not really doing that. They said, let's make it a feud about how you've never tapped out, Charlotte. I have tapped out Men in Black Pen, and no one remembers that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could, it could have been something. It, 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 it's just like, of all the options to make the feud about, once-in-a-lifetime generational talent versus once-in-a-lifetime is... Again, because Ronda does not have the energy for it. Like, I mean, her promo does not have the energy. She shouldn't be. The, by the way, I know I hate Charlotte as a, as a as a as a face, but to be honest, you know, I'll take her as the face in this feud because Ronda should be heel. Because Ronda as a heel is believable because she's naturally a person that doesn't like things and people and so forth. So her monotone promos would be better suited for a character we have to boo because this whole entire program is like Ronda's promo uninspired uninspired is a great way to put it seriously if she had to come out and she cuts maybe 30 seconds at a push of just like her not caring that could totally work as a heel character it if did. she comes out and she's just like who's my opponent this week oh you cool don't care I'm just gonna kill you like I kill everyone else Fine, that could totally work as a character. Her as a babyface, this does not work at all. This, I'm not excited about this match. I'm not I did like, I did like, yeah, she flubbed the line about the women's title, but mm -hmm. the real Ronda came out in a promo. For me, the, that flub actually went her... Wait, why, I, why is it even called Women's Championship? I actually like the fact that she actually was... You can tell that that's really her. Because all this time, I feel like she's trying to say to people, Hi, guys, Vince is making me play this character. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about you guys. I just yeah. want to make more money because my daughter's in the bus and we need more money. And then, yeah, she cared about that because it's true. She's like, why is it called... It's the SmackDown Championship. I did appreciate that. She did flub her lines, but I appreciate we got some little mini fire towards the end she tried 
Bless her little cotton socks. She tried. Anyway, um, yeah, stop putting her in spots where she has to talk because she can't. Uh, we then got uh, Kayla Braxton talking to Brock Lesnar in Roman Reigns' locker room again, where she said, hey, are you going to, like, Roman said you should leave. Are you going to leave? And he's like, why would I leave? I'm having so much fun. Right. I t- Honestly, you should go get Roman and tell him to come here because I'm running out of things to smash. Picks up a lamp and then throws it across the room. Bit of fun. Thought that was alright. Nice. Oh yeah, it was. It was yeah. a thing. It was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm enjoying these little like little pieces through the show, and I was like, okay, this is building to something good. We'll get to that. Uh, we then had the stuff we've already spoken about about the Ricochet versus Angel match, the Ricochet versus Umberto match. God, another like little production thing that we were mentioning earlier of the commentators not knowing what's happening, like when. He called out Umberto, who came back down and they started the new match. Commentators were like, uh, is this a championship contenders match? And they were like, I assume so, because he's facing the Intercontinental Champion? And they had no idea. Cut to an ad break, it comes back, they go, we did get confirmation during the ad break that it is, in fact, a championship contenders match. Oh, God, all right. Woof. And mm-hmm. it, it, it felt like that the commentators were not in the know of what's happening rather than it feeling real and oh this is an impromptu match so the commentators are caught by surprise it didn't have that vibe at all they could have done it it just wasn't executed very properly if that's what they no, were going for it wasn't it feels like someone went let's let's do this like a wcw nineteen ninety eight show where the announcers don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and that's what it is they don't know how to execute any of the storylines because they're confused like us it's like the graphic says one thing but it's another mm-hmm. wrestler and the announcer got it wrong and then yeah it's just half-baked show you know like i don't usually like to be negative on a wrestling show i always try to look on the silver lining because you have to when you watch these sort of thing or you become depressed or you hate it but there was nothing that can salvage what we saw in, in terms of a show as a whole except for the yeah. next match yeah, we'll get to that in a second, because first, Sami Zayn cut a promo saying that he's got, he's had nothing but time to plan how to hurt Johnny Knoxville, so I'm expecting something good out of their match, hopefully, please, thank you, um, and then, I made a note, I was like, what is this pacing, because they come back from Sami Zayn's promo, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are just chatting about what's coming up next, from out of nowhere, Austin Theory comes in, slaps Pat McAfee across the head, and then runs off, and then Pat McAfee goes, what? And then gets up and sprints after him, sprints to backstage, and Austin Theory goes into Mr. McMahon's office, and then Pat McAfee can't get in and bangs on the door and goes, Arr! What a build. What a build to WrestleMania. Oh, what a what a what a great match that I'm definitely looking forward to. You know what? Whoever does the videos, if they can make that portion exciting in the video package for WrestleMania, they need a raise because even I mm. thought I was like, I'd rather if he didn't do that, I'd rather he'd like Pat McAfee goes on Raw because this was mm-hmm. nothing. It would be great because people are like, oh, Vince's office, what is he going to do? To be honest, let's be realistic. He's like, I'm not stone cold. If I do kick the door down, I might get fired. Logically. But yeah, it didn't make sense. It was a waste of time. It really was. Yeah, it was a waste of time. It felt like to me, this was an example of WWE had the mindset on this show of trying to promote basically every match on WrestleMania. They're like, we have to promote all the matches. We have to get something to promote all the matches on this card, which led to tons of throwaway segments. Like this one was just nothing that was just thrown in because they need to just keep that plate spinning of Theory and McAfee. Otherwise people are going to forget. Or you have, you know, King Woods coming back in a 46 second match because, well, we just need to bring him back because, you know, we've not got much time to do anything with it, but somehow on this two-hour show because we've got time to talk about undertaker doing being the pace car driver 
and we've got time to tell you that he's going in the Hall of Fame again, but we don't have time to actually like build our show properly and build to WrestleMania properly. So it felt like to me they were rushing and just putting stuff in to just keep the plate spinning of all the matches that they want to do without actually doing anything of substance. Nope. Anyway, uh, we then got the best match on the show, which was good, which was Sasha Banks versus Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler versus Queen Zelina in a fatal four-way. That sounds like a bunch of fun on paper. Uh, really good stuff. Um, and it was it was fine. It was good. Um, the, the action was okay. I didn't like that immediately Baszler and Zelina got out of the ring. And then Rhea Ripley and Sasha Banks just kind of had a singles match for a bit. Like, I know that's WWE's formula of just kind of mm. like, if they have any sort of multi-person matches, they have a singles match, other person comes in, have a singles match, other person comes in, have a singles match. I know that's their formula, but this felt like a very, very transparent way to do it without having some, felt like a very convoluted way to get to Rhea versus Sasha when they just went like, we're going to leave. And then just went to the outside. It's like, well, just don't and, yeah. do that. Yeah, it, it, also I feel like they gave it away too quickly because don't you want to save that Sasha and Rhea moment for when to pop the crowd? It was a, mm-hmm. it was a bit too early, but it wasn't for long until Emily ensued and so many wrestlers, the tag team partners were like, hey, it's no DQ, let's get involved. So that, that happened, that was a fun bit. But for me, yeah. the highlights of those match with Sasha Banks where she did the double bank statement and also the double uh, backstabber. So th- those mm-hmm. for me were the highlights from the match. It was a good match because it wasn't too fluffy is is like we only have a few minutes let's throw in the best moves and and get out basically and that's what it was yeah and i think that you know it this is a it's a tv match it's not a big pay-per-view match or anything like that so you're not going to throw in all the the craziness but i feel like they they maybe could have done something a bit bigger for this match because like like i said the biggest spots were double bank statement double backstabber couple other like there was a dive to the outside from rhea ripley i think like a cannonball to the outside yeah she did yeah about it you know like maybe could have had a few things more to like kind of build up the the crowd get to that kind of organic finish a little bit more but that's a minor criticism this was the best match on the show it was good but questions do do you think based on the the storyline so far i want to say storyline the storyline's been they've been adding people if you think about it it's a tag Mm -hmm. title match we're adding in random tag teams who in your mind do you think is going to win the tag titles uh banks and naomi i I think they they're, they're the ones that I think they want to give that mania moment to. I agree. Team bad all the way. But you know in WWE, they may go with uh, Liv, Liv Brutality. Oh, I don't like that name. They look more of a tag team than, you know, Rhea and Nikki. So I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's or, for sure. Yeah, Liv had to just go into her old, you know, Riot Squad outfits and like, yeah, I can make mm-hmm. this work. You know, I've got another... Yeah. You totally. know, alternative person teaming up with. Um, we then also during this uh this match, we got the announcement for WrestleMania Raw, which is gonna feature Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Wow, they're both on Raw. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, and also they made the announcement that it's gonna be RK Bro versus the Usos. What? Why? But this is a tag team champ versus tag team. What happened to the one night of the year where Smore and Spectre go head-to-head in direct competition? What happened to Survivor Series? Ratings, pal. We need more ratings, pal. Like, I'm sure it's going to be... If they want it to be a fun match, if WWE lets it be a fun match, it'll be a really fun match because they're all fantastic wrestlers. But, like, unless you have some kind of screwy finish, 
which they will. They will. Your tag team champion, one of your tag team champions, are losing. That's a bad I, match to book. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think any tag teams gonna lose. I. I legit think that it's gonna be a melee. We're gonna. We might get some Alpha Academy in, interference, Boogs and Shinsuke possibly. So don't fret, my friend. It may be something nice. But like, it's gonna be a DQ finish. So like, why would I get invested in it? Because I already know it's gonna exactly end the fruit. fact that you know you can predict it. That means you won't be disappointed. Let's we won't be disappointed. You'll be like, I knew it. It's like a bingo card. If it does happen, bingo. Yes, I'm happy. It was a DQ. You have to turn it because we can be depressed. Come on, Pete. We can't be depressed. We have to yep. turn it to a positive. Yeah, DQ. So after this, Roman Reigns decided to show up for work. Finally, mm-hmm. here's a question. Why does Roman Reigns need a locker room? If all he's going to do is show up, do a promo, and leave, why does he need a locker room? Because at the moment, his locker room has been commandeered by a guy he doesn't like. So he has to pretend that he's not a scaredy cat, that Mm. he didn't do a detour to get food because he can't go to his locker room. I think that's what it is. It, it, It has to be the heel. Usually he's at mm-hmm. the show. Because you have to remember, since Brock Lesnar decided, I'm going to be a full-timer for this feud. I'm mm-hmm. going to appear every single week. Um, Roman Reigns has been appearing less and less <laughs> in the building he's at. So I'm just going to go. That's my logic. The logic might be different, but my logic is he's too afraid to turn up to work. Because back in the days, you know, Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, like a mob boss, he used to chill in the locker room. He used to live there. He used to come out whenever he wanted. But since Brock Lesnar's been around, I wouldn't come into my locker room. Have you seen what happens to my locker room? A bloody cowboy from Saskatchewan is messing up my locker room. Come mm-hmm. on, Pete. I got a limo. I got a wise man. Yeah. And I like food. Some sides with that. <laughs> Some fries with that. Um, <laughs> so he, he shows up and he goes out to do a promo. We got confirmation of some matches for certain nights as well. On the Saturday, it's going to be Corbin and McIntyre, Lynch and Belair, Flair and Rousey and the KO show on the Saturday night. And on the Sunday, it's going to be McAfee Theory, Edge and Styles, Zayn and Knoxville, the Raw Tag, Triple Threat and Lesnar and Reigns. Those were the ones that were confirmed for each of those nights here. Um, And then we got Roman Reigns. (laughs) This bit made me chuckle. Roman Reigns coming out to do a promo with... Michael Cole and Pat McAfee putting over how amazing Roman Reigns has been. What a universal champion. What mode is he in right now, Pat? God mode. Greatness at a different level. That's gad mode, Michael Cole. Come on, man. It's greatness on a different level. That's the... He's at a different level. He's he's on gad mode. It's Michael Cole. He's not cool like that. He's from Syracuse, if that means anything. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, God. Uh, So he came out. He takes his sweet time to do his usual thing of Brooklyn acknowledge me. It was Brooklyn, right? I can't remember. Um, And then he asked Heyman. He was like, where's Brock Lesnar? It's like, why would Heyman know? He's been with you the whole time, Roman. Why would he know? (laughs) He knows the same information you do. Then he's not a wise man. He has to know everything. Like he has to have, you know, production people. You know, y- you have to assume that Paul Heyman is in with, you know, a lot of people in WWE. But like mm-hmm. production stuff. Yeah, he's in the room right now. He knocked mm-hmm. up a champagne bottle. I can hear him screaming at Sable on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. 
Uh, they showed on the Titantron the locker room that's been trashed, but Lesnar isn't there. Where's Lesnar? He's backstage with a pickaxe and destroys the car. And Roman Reigns is like, I have like four of those. I, I don't care. I was like, sure, you care a little bit. How are you going to get home? Sure. Anyway, um, AD then comes out to the front and Roman Reigns is like, whoa, where's he going? And he's coming out to the ring, comes out through the crowd, gets up on the commentary table, a load of security come out. Lesnar jumps into the security, beats them all up with a chair and starts just wailing on all of them. The Usos come out to protect Roman and then they all run away. And then Roman in Gorilla's like, Lesnar, you will acknowledge me at WrestleMania. And I was like, this promo holds no water because you just ran away. I don't believe a word you're saying anymore, Reigns, because you just ran away. That's bad. Lesnar did a hi-ya! He did a country boy kick on one of the sure security did. guards. He went pew in the face and he got a chair. They went whack, whack, whack. And then Roman Reigns was like, I'm going to skedaddle. <laughs> but you have to, okay, I, I get what you mean, Pete. Because we, you, we're, you're buying into the tribal chief kayfabe-wise. Mm. You are. You're buying into it. Like, why is he running away? He's a heel. He has to look tough. That's the whole point, right? He has to preserve the image. That's why he had to go to Gorilla. He could have said it to his face. But he failed. So he has to go to Gorilla and then be, come on, who's a tough guy? I'm a tough guy behind my keyboard. You know, a lot of keyboard warriors. Mm-hmm. They come to your face, they, they start shaking your hands. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the show. Even though you call me a scumbag on Twitter, you don't know who you are. But yeah, that's Roman Reigns. He's been a keyboard warrior. He's tough away from him. He squirms when he's near. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. taking it from the storyline. But I know what you mean. I I get that. I get that the, what's, that's what they're they're going for. I just don't think it works because the thing that made Roman great was that he wasn't a regular heel. He's the big, he's the mob boss. He's, he is the guy that's always calm and in control. And I know that you want to have Lesnar be the one guy that Reigns is scared of, right? But now he's just a normal, regular chicken S word heel, right? He's just a dude anymore. He does not, he doesn't feel special anymore. And that to me sucks. It felt like a slasher film. I ain't gonna lie. Every single week when Lesnar goes after Roman Reigns, it feels like a slasher film. Oh no, here's Jason. Oh no, he's stabbing everyone. Oh no, Roman Reigns is the final girl. He's trying to get away. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Because every week they're running away. Oh no, here's Jason. He's got a forklift. It feels like a slasher film. Because every, every time it's Brock Lesnar running away from uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns is running away. Just running away. If they made it a cage match, that would make mm-hmm. it more interesting. Guys, got one more week to make it into a cage match or something because it, it, it'll tie into a storyline with Roman Reigns always running away and the interference yeah. and so forth. And like he mentioned, when Brock Lesnar was uh, trashing Roman's car, Roman said, uh, Brock, there's going to be no weapons allowed at WrestleMania, dummy. I like, yeah. And I was like, mm. oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are they having like a no DQ match? This feels mm-hmm. like it should be like a no DQ match, right? Right. Mm. Learn from Triple H and Randy Orton. Do not blow a feud and make it a wrist lock, headlock, takedown, and chin locks. Come yeah. on, guys. We want Lesnar to smack. You want it to be a demolition derby, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns style. You want it to... like Roman Reigns says, "I'm gonna smash him. I'm gonna." smash him and grab him and slam him and gnash him and mm-hmm. smash and dash and hash him you know you know verbiage that he likes to use yes all of that yeah stack him yep perfect um uh, yeah reigns does his promo in gorilla while listening still in the ring and beating up the security biggest wrestlemania match of all time and that's the show 
Uh, overall, I thought this was bad. I thought on any other week, this would be a two out of five show. But the fact that we are one week out from WrestleMania, this was not good. Like, it's not good. It, this, this is nothing is making me excited for the show. And while the Lesnar stuff being in Roman's locker room, I thought was good. The payoff of him coming out and Roman running away, not worth it. It's what we've already seen before. It's exactly the same thing week after week after week. There's Bingo. no progression in the story. It's the same thing yeah. all the time. I think you're right. I think it, this should have been a show where they introduced a new stipulation. I think that's mm -hmm. what's missing from the show. The reason why there's no progression is because they kind of blew their load so early on that they've now just, you know, when you did, so basically they did everything in reverse. They did everything so fast in the beginning. Now they're running out of stuff. Now they're just trying to slow it and drag it out. It should have been that this is this is the show that Adam Pierce is like, all right, it's not going to be a cage match, something. A, you know what? Usually people hate on it. I'd rather contract signing for something, you know, like a contract mm -hmm. signing that Heyman's banned, you know, banned from the ringside. Uso's banned. Uh, Lesnar's cowboy hat's banned. You know, something, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. You know, just, just to change things up. Because it really was. They had nothing to do with that. Um, what can we do this week? Forklift. No, we've done that last week. Uh, what if he just... Uh, uh, da, da, da. That's what it is. I feel like we're in that stage where they don't know what they're doing. And yeah. yeah. I, I, I said originally when they set up this match and they did the, the contract signing weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I said originally, I think this was just after Elimination Chamber, and I said, okay, if they're doing this match for WrestleMania, if they're going to be on SmackDown every week or SmackDown and Raw every week, I really hope they've got enough material to last until WrestleMania. And guess what? They didn't. They didn't. They're improvising week to week, and they're just trying to spin that plate and just keep it going until WrestleMania. But they they don't have enough. They've already just gone, right, well, we've set up the match. Job done. It's Reigns and Lesnar. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> Biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Everyone buy tickets. And then it's like, let's add another title. Title versus title. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's bust open Brock Lesnar's head. Yeah. Okay, add, add a house show that isn't televised, and then we'll just show that clip. Ad nauseum. Jesus right. Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, for real, I'm with you. Like, if they had planned it out to a T, because what happened is someone watched Attitude Era Rock versus Stone Cold mm -hmm. WrestleMania 15. So they sat down studying. Okay, this had to book book Brock Lesnar, make him defiant, blah blah. This had to uh, book Roman Roman Reigns. But it's 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 such a pale imitation because. I feel like they're not cast in their natural roles as well. It's like, make, just let him be Brock Lesnar, let him be Roman Reigns. Let it be that Roman Reigns wants to take him out. Or what if what if um, this time around, Roman Reigns finally figured out a weakness, something, or cut off the ponytail, which they'll never do. It should be something drastic, you know? It's just nothing drastic's happened. Hey, trim off his beard a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Just <laughs> make it personal even more. Yeah, man. Um... I've also seen, just very quickly, we'll just talk very briefly in the chat. I just saw a couple messages. One, someone said, can Sat do uh, SmackDown reviews permanently? Uh, not SmackDown, but Sat is doing the NXT podcast every week now. Sat and SP3 are doing the NXT podcast every single week, every Wednesday. So if you want more Sat, Wednesdays is your day. Sat and SP3 are doing the NXT podcast now. Uh, and also, I saw people say that I should watch this show on two times speed. I do. Uh, it's still it's too much man <laughs> it's still not enough this show kills me every week uh anyway very quickly because we are going to massively overrun we have to talk about aw rampage now 
Um, oh, very quickly, I'll, I'll do the poll for um, for this show. Uh, yeah, I gave it, I think I made it through, I gave it a 1.5 out of 5, because I was like, this would be a 2 out of 5 show, but one week out from Mania, so I kind of want to give it a 1, so I split the difference. 1.5 out of 5, what would you have rated this show? Sam? 1 out of 5, I'm being ruthless. It, it tried my patience. I'm like, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this SmackDown review show with Pete, and this is what you give me, your pile of doo-doo, a pile of crap, I'll give you 1 out of 5. Thank you. I appreciate you. Some people are scared to give one out of five. So they're like, no, we need to reserve it for like the worst of the worst shows when there's something actively bad. I'm like, it is actively bad. It's boring. That's actively, actively bad, bad is no stars. Yeah. Um, according to the uh, community tab poll that I put up earlier, uh, 46% of people voted for a three out of five show, 23% going for a two out of five show, 21% going for a one out of five show, four and five percent for a four and a five out of five effectively uh so yeah people seem to be great it's definitely kind of like that mid down is heavily heavily weighted on that kind of one two three range so yeah i think we're probably in the right there um but yeah anyway rampage talk about that because oh, this is rampage rampage oh jam page welcome to jam page <laughs> jam, jam page um so this show kicked off now, forgive me if I've missed something here. Lance Archer versus, du versus Dustin Rhodes. Where did this come from? Because I don't know. To be honest, right? Because I haven't, I haven't watched uh, this week's Dynamite yet, so I don't know if it was announced mm. on there. But uh, yeah. I, I was like, hey, Dustin, I haven't seen you in a while. And Lance Archer, can we just... Okay, Jake the Snake Roberts is Lance Archer's manager, right? right you know nothing's been said that jake's injured or anything like that i like dan lambert when he's with his team this alliance does not make sense because it still hasn't been explained i thought it was like an unholy alliance for the title mm -hmm. which yeah. he failed so if i'm lance archer you did not you're not as great as you say you are so they should not be a thing because dan lambert does not change the type of lance archer the guy who loses a lot the guy who's who's allegedly a meadowhawk monster but he's a womp womp when it counts. Yep. So apparently, according to the chat anyway, it's because they're both from Texas and they put the Texans on the Texas show. I mean, okay, but like, still a bit weird. It, it just came out, of, came out of nowhere. I wasn't particularly invested in this one, I'll be honest. And I thought the match was all right. Dustin I, Rhodes won. I had it in my notes. It's a broad type match with Lance controlling most of the match. Archer never wins when it matters. Correct. And apparently this match mattered because he didn't win. Uh, Dustin Rhodes won with a roll-up. Uh, very early in the match, Lance Archer exposed the turnbuckle. Dustin Rhodes hit him off it, rolled him up, got the win. But then Lance Archer murdered everybody afterwards and stood tall. So, you know... 55th. Wait, that's the WWE style booking, isn't it? Make that's the WWE style booking. Yeah. And you know, the exact reason they did that is because Lance Archer was getting too many wins. So he was ranked too highly on the rankings. So they gave him a loss so they can bump him out of first spot because it doesn't fit with the story of him going for the title. Get rid that's of the right. ranking. The ranking has been the biggest hindrance of uh, AEW thus far. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, they want to do a sports star presentation, but nothing about AEW sports uh, style. Uh, I say MLW's more sports style presentation mm -hmm. than AEW. Just get rid of the ranking. I mean, TNA did it before. They tried a ranking and it's never worked. It's, you know, accept it. I mean, later on, we see uh, Dan Lambert change something, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after that, it, it, like, 
they had him lose to get him out the top spot, which it seems really transparent to me. And I feel like there was a way to do that without making it so obvious that that's why they did it, to take him out of the top spot. Because to me, that, that seemed like the whole reason they had him lose here was for that reason. They wanted to protect him, which is why he still murdered everyone afterwards. But they had him lose so they can bump him out of the rankings, which to me doesn't make any sense. If you're going to do the rankings, you should probably stick to them. Would you, you know? have had him be up an official to get take him out of the ranking? Something about put this guy down or with... No, I, I would have had someone beat him who should be going for the title or close to it. Oh, have so, him so, against so... A, a very big star who legitimately beats him. So basically, you're saying it should have been CM Punk versus Archer. It would have... Yeah, it should have been like a CM Punk. It should have been an Adam Cole. It should have been someone who is much closer to the title scene currently because Archer, uh, Archer had his shot and he lost, you yeah. know? And I, I like the rankings. I think they're a fun thing to have and they can build stories out of it. And I think when you do it well, it's fine. But when you get hung up on it, when you book yourself into a corner, when you're like, oh crap, we've given Lance Archer way too many wins. He's like number one in the rankings now. How are we going to take him out? Don't have him lose to Dustin Rhodes because that just Correct. seems okay. really weird to me. You know? Understood. Yeah, makes sense. You're right. And and yeah, unless this is meant to lead to a feud between uh, Dustin and Lance, because after the match, you know, he busted him open like a ketchup bottle that falls down <laughs> in a supermarket. Smash. Mm. He he smashed him. Um, yeah. Uh, after that, Jay Lethal cut a promo backstage. I thought this was quite interesting. Jay Lethal being like, "Hey man, I've I've got two big losses against uh, who was it? it was against Ricky Starks and against yeah. Adam Cole." Yeah. And he was saying, "There's got to be a better way. Like I'm back to the drawing board. I don't want to be back to the drawing board. There's got to be a better way. There's something. There's got to be something I can do." And I was like, "Okay, this is starting to tease something for Jay Lethal, which is good because he hasn't really done anything so far in AEW." I got a bit worried because I that, this promo or this realization has been a long time coming. I'm hoping it is be a course correction for Jay Lethal. I've been a huge Jay Lethal fan on RH, the greatest first generation wrestler run. Like his run with the TV title and world title was incredible. I'm just worried because the the, the main audience know him as Black Machismo. I'm worried that he mm -hmm. they may think, hey, right. that worked. Why not be Black Machismo, be part of Best Friends and hang out with Danhausen and Orange Cassidy yeah. and yada yada, <laughs> you know, waka waka. Or hopefully he might bring the foundation, you know, because he, he was part of That's the foundation fun. where, you know, with Jonathan Gresham and, 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 and Tracy Williams and, and there's another guy I forgot I'm blanking on, but he's, he, he had his own group. What, what I'm trying to say is that I hope that it's more of the latter not the former i love yeah. black machismo but leave the memories alone leave the memories alone indeed yeah gresham coming in big thumbs up from me fuego del sol had a promo in the ring next <laughs> i really liked that he did a you people promo but as a baby face he was like you people you all believed in me and i was like oh right baby face yeah cool i i just hear the phrase you people and i'm like instantly like oh, it's a heel promo um, I, don't, I don't i like you people promo because like usually you don't like people how are you gonna address them you know yeah. you pedestrians <laughs> you idiots you you skin dwellers i know i don't know because if you're mad you be like you people I don't know. <laughs> you know you know you sleepwalkers you keep yeah. getting in my way it is people but yeah he did a you people promo it was the bad promo. You promo but as a baby face yeah um and he's saying that people believed in me i'm ready to fight i've been here like there was a brief bit of time against house of black where people were chanting my name and that's what it's all about i'm here to fight house of black 
then came out. Everything went dark. And spotlights, one by one, bang. Matthews, bang. Brody King, bang. Malachi Black in the middle. I was like, that's awesome. That It doesn't make any sense, but it's awesome and I don't care. And then they killed him. It was great. So, love, and love okay, Black. for sake of logic, as soon as I see uh, Buddy Matthews, I'm freaking dipping. It did not make right? sense. It, I think that's what you meant, right? It's like if you, you, yeah. they basically gave him hints and he still stood there, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. run, run, run. But he's still yeah. there. He's like, I'm a plucky baby face. I, I'm addicted to the high of my name being chanted. Ah. Right? Must have been that, right? But yes. yeah, it was great. Uh, they killed him. What a poor lad. Dark Order then came out to protect Fuego Del Sol. We got a little stare down between House of Black and Dark Order. Cool. More people was, for House of Black to kill. It, it was cool, but at the same time, it's kind of making me think like, ooh, this is what Dark Order tried to be. House of Black yeah, is what of. Dark Order, you know, the initial incarnation, because now they're more like Dark Order as... Kind of, they're a bunch of dorks. Yeah. They're like they're lovable dorks. There's nothing dark about them. Join the dark order. Then join the dark order where you know you got Johnny Hungy and yeah. little jokes and, and 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 so forth. But yeah, it's good. It's feeder. But I'm a bit I'm a bit disappointed because when um when Malachi Black did that promo uh I uh, I think a couple of weeks ago I thought it was going to be Malachi Black feuding with CM Punk. Because it, mm. it seemed like they were going after someone who's not got a taste of, for blood or whatever. And then it, it would have been a great feud. But it seemed like they're pivoting. Even if that was the initial plan, it seemed like they've pivoted. And Dark Order, it's a shame when you got a tag team, like like best friends. When you see a team, like they're destined to lose to put a team over mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, yeah. it's so transparent that because of House of Black's a new team, Dark Order has to put them over. I hate mm-hmm. when, I, when stuff are telegraphed. But you know what? They may have... Fuego win. I mean, they're building it to a Fuego win, right? It might be Fuego wins on Dynamite. I could be wrong. It could be it. It could be his time. I doubt it. <laughs> um, Positivity. And you went, you went, nah. You went, nah. No. Screw your hope. How dare you. Um, yeah. He, um, we then got uh, Men of the Hour. Uh, Men of the Hour. That's Moth. Leo Rush. Men of the Year. <laughs> Uh, men of the year. That's uh, I'm, I'm getting my, my people mixed up. Um, the we had yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page did a promo with Dan Lambert. Scorpio Sky is saying that the open door is now closed. There's been so many people that have come into this company, challenge for the TNT title. I'm not going to be doing that. If you want to get a title, if you want to get a title shot I get, for this title, you got to earn it. Open door is now closed. That was his promo. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I liked it. It was straight to the point. And also, it's good because now he's champion. He's got his own set of rules that he yeah. abides by. And yeah. it, it, as a heel, it makes sense. Because obviously, when a babyface wins, I'm going to restore order and do open challenges again. Because that's what's going to happen eventually. But yeah, right now, I'm, in, I'm enjoying what they're doing with, with Scorpio Sky. At one point, I thought all hope was lost because he won that Sonic ring and they did nothing with him. But the course correction worked. And so far, it's all good. Yeah, nothing to complain. Yeah, man. Like that. We had uh, 5 and 10 of the Dark Order taking on Red Dragon next. Uh, this was a decent little match, but like nothing too special about it. Red Dragon won. 5 needs his mask. I, we spoke about this. Oh, he, God. He, he, yes. Him taking off his mask was the biggest mistake of his career. When you're part of a group where there's this bold-headed man with beards, why would you take off your mask and show that you're a bold-headed man with a beard? 
alas, a less charismatic one. At least with a mask, you can hide your charisma deficiency and coast on a mask. I mean, he's number five and ten. It's, you know, five at five, it's 10. They, they, you know, big and little combination. There could have been something. He ruined it because his ego got in the way because he had good matches with Kenny Omega and now he thinks his face needs to be shown. No, wear your effing mask. You ain't that charismatic. You're bold. And you're bearded. Okay. I'm right here, Sat. How dare I you? Be... You're, you're, <laughs> you're bold and bearded, but you're lovely. He needs to wear a mask. You don't need a mask. That's hey, man, difference. He's, he's got a dangly earring. That counts, right? That's, That's... charisma. His charisma is the airing. Oh, yeah. Get the heck out of here, man. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I thought this match was fine. Nothing much to it, though. Red Dragon won fairly quickly. Uh, Jurassic Express then came out for the save. Adam Cole then stole the tag titles and gave them to Red Dragon. But I feel like the pacing was kind of off on this show, where it all happened way too quickly. Like, they won the match. Here comes Jurassic Express. Adam Cole's won the titles. Uh, he gives them to Red Dragon. Red Dragon have the titles. And now next segment. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I was like, did that happen on Dynamite? Why did, was that a recap? It was really, yeah, it did throw me. I just didn't understand what's happening. I guess yeah. they have the title now, which I don't like. Usually when a heel takes the title, it means they're going to lose the feud because like, mm -hmm. rarely do you have someone that steals the title, keeps the title. Yeah. It's kind of like, this would look like if I was pushed. But I don't expect to find another year. That's yeah. what <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, after that, Nyla Rose cut a promo. I thought this was a great promo. Nyla Rose should be cutting more promos, I think. I think she's she's a very good promo. Does not need Vicky Guerrero at all. I think she's great. It was um, a great promo. She is actually another person like like Lance Archer. Uh, Lance Archer doesn't need a manager, and Nyla Rose doesn't need a manager either. Nyla Rose is actually really funny. She's got one of the funniest Twitter accounts around. She's got tell me about it. Yeah, she's got a great sense of humor. She's mm -hmm. one of those people. Unfortunately, she's been typecasted by AEW. AEW, you know, it touts itself for being progressive, but sometimes it, it falls into the old uh, uh, stereotypical tropes of the past. Nyla Rose should be a babyface by now. She should be by herself. I love Vicky Guerrero. I, I respect her for her own personal accomplishments and also being mm -hmm. the, the the wife of Eddie Guerrero. But her time, her shtick has passed. There's other ways she can help in the company and it's not what she's doing right now. She's holding Nyla back and I hope that this will actually lead them to breaking up. Mm -hmm. uh, Nana Rose then had a squash match against Maddie Renkowski, I think. I think I wrote that name down right. I don't know. It was a matter of seconds. It was squash. Maddie Renkowski. I remember her for being the Poundland version of Bianca because she used to have... She used to have the same kind of plaits mm -hmm. and she even got right. into a Twitter dispute because people called her oh, out on yeah. it. Yes, I that's her. her. Yeah, nice. it was her. But since then, she, you know, she trimmed it and, you know, hasn't been the same since. Yeah. Uh, we then had uh, QT Marshall gave a certificate of accomplishment to Hook. Hook came out and no sold it, uh, smashed Aaron Solo's face off the certificate, then left. Danhausen came out and tried to curse Hook and then Hook just walked around him and, and no sold the curse. And Dan Hazel was like, my curse didn't work. That's right. It it was a segment. I, yeah. I miss Hook being with Team Taz. I don't like I don't like it because Hook's gone so popular that he mm -hmm. can't be around the rest of his of his dogs. I like the three of them together because now Team Taz has been dwindled. He's now kind of been reduced to like two people in the team because Taz is barely there himself nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's not just Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. But yeah, it was where it was. You know, Bailey's former fiance, not having a good luck ever since he broke up with, with Bailey, just getting head smashed and so forth. So, you know, yeah. poor Aaron Solo. Mm, not. Right. 
Um, but yeah, I look, I love Hook. I think they need to do something meaningful with him now. They've done the first bit of getting people interested in Hook, and they showcased him exactly how they should have showcased him. He's been having his squash matches, and people are so into Hook every time he comes out. Now they need to give him something of substance. Do something meaningful with Hook. I think now's the time. Um, after this, we got uh, the announcement that on Dynamite is going to be the Bunny versus a new signing in AEW in the Owen Hart tournament. Who do you think Ooh. this new signing is going to be? Rumor has it, it could be uh, Tony Storm. I'm mm-hmm. hoping it's Tony Storm. Other people hope it's Athena. So it's between yep. Athena and Tony Storm for me, but yep. hopefully more Tony Storm because Tony Storm is a great caliber athlete. She never got her fair shake on SmackDown. She'll forever be uh, associated with throwing pies in Charlotte's face and getting pied herself. So that's a legacy in yes. SmackDown. That is um, bad. That's what that is. Um, yeah, I, I hope it's Tony Storm as well. I think she's fantastic and would be a fantastic asset to it's AEW. Same with Tony time. It's Tony, Tony time. time. Too many Tonys. Don't. Tony Shivani, Tony Khan, Tony Storm. I'm all Tonyed <laughs> out, guys. <laughs> Uh, we then got the main event of Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland. Nice pop for Starks in his hometown as well, like that. Um, but uh, this match I thought was pretty good. Both of these guys are oh, really good wrestlers. Impressive. Um, mm. Even the promo, when Ricky Starks goes, the yep. last house you were in, you were, inv- you were evicted. I was like, ooh, <laughs> Starks. I love it that he's got this chip on his shoulder kind of thing, where new guys keep coming in. They're trying to steal my spot. And he, the last matches he's been having has been great. His match with Jay Lethal was incredible. And this match with Swerve, I feel like Ricky Starks, if you put him against against a well-renowned athlete, he holds up his own. He's more than a promo guy. Let MJF, they are guys that can do promos and do well in the ring. I enjoyed it. It's the best match of Rampage and the back and forth exchange was incredible. Yeah. What did you think, Pete? Like, ooh. Yeah. Great stuff. Really, really good match. Um, worthy main event of Rampage, I thought. Really good stuff. Um, I don't know how I feel about Swerve losing. You know, yeah. I, I like, I, I don't want every person who comes into AEW to go on a massive win streak. As soon as they debut, they not, not every talent needs to go on a massive win streak and because they're new, right? I get yeah. that. But also, Swerve is so special, you know? I feel like he's such a special talent that maybe you should have protected a bit more. But, I mean, he was protected. There was a distraction finish. Ricky Starks won because Powerhouse Hobbs took him out on the outside, got him in, Brochambeau, Starks wins. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm, in t- I'm in two minds about this. I, 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 I feel I, like it's probably fine, but still. Well, for me... Uh... They booked themselves in the corner when they didn't have to because it was the FTW title match. Yes. That's what he had to lose. If it was an untitled match, Swerve should have won. So mm-hmm. it, it's on whoever books the show um, on, on for, for Dynamite, um, sorry, Rampage, is their fault. Like, you're, you're right. Swerve should at least, because perception is everything. If you've never seen him before, your first time seeing Swerve, oh, he lost already. You know, wins and losses actually count in AEW. So you, I'm with you. I understand why you're struggling internally because you want to see the positive of it because he was distracted. He should have never lost. He should have never been put in that position to lose in the first place. So I didn't like that. But yeah, Swerve is one of the best counter wrestlers ever. Like he's got counter for everything. Mm -hmm. And again, two most flamboyant guys in the ring outside of Sonny Kiss going at it. It was incredible. 
Yeah, and then afterwards, uh, there was going to be a post-match beatdown, but Keith Lee came out to save Swerve, kind of in like, the uh, mirror image of what happened on last week's Rampage. Um, so Keith Lee coming out, save Swerve. So now it looks like we're probably going to be setting up Keith Lee and Swerve versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks in a tag team match. Yes, please. Is what I say By the me. way, did you, wasn't it obvious that the, the spot was going to happen? Because conveniently, we've got this, uh, you know, shizzy banner. We're going to yeah. walk it down <laughs> for some weird reason. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if Keith Lee just... Ah, through, hey, there he there is. Go. Yeah. There's a guy through the banner. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that was good. I'm looking forward to, to Lee and Swerve being a team. I think that's quite a cool little team up. I don't want them to be a proper tag team, though. I want them to be allies, and I want them to team occasionally, but I do want them to be special singles wrestlers, because I think that's where they flourish the best, personally. 110%. But, but it's like... Because I feel like we watch WWE, we're conditioned for certain things. It's kind of like if your favorite wrestler is not on the main cards, they're not flourishing. Mm -hmm. So in their minds, it's like it is to get them on TV because they're more or less debuted around the same time. And, you know, they need to push both guys. So this is their way. I think it's an initial feud. Hopefully they go their separate ways. Uh, Swerve has been known for being a heel. So they can quite easily have Swerve turn on Keith Lee. Or someone joining Team Taz. I want that to happen one day, by the way, that Team Taz has someone successfully signed someone since Powerhouse Hobbs because mm -hmm. they've been unsuccessful since Hobbs has joined like, in terms of signing yeah. people. They need to sign more people. I'll join Team Taz. They're like yeah. one of my favorite, they're one of my favorite teams going. There's a thousand teams going. I all the teams, I feel like I fit in the most with Team Taz. I love Team Taz. Yeah. So, let's get this trend it on Twitter. Hashtag sign sat to Team Taz. No, 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 don't do that. Don't bother Taz. Don't, don't do that, guys. He doesn't like people. <laughs> don't, don't bother Taz. Yeah, yeah, because people actually do it, like, for a laugh. Ha <laughs> ha, Sat, who, who's that Sat? You know, uh, I don't need that, you know. You, no. Get out of my mentions, you. you yeah, let's not do that. Say. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was a decent show. Nothing special, unfortunately. Like, it had a good match to main event it, but it's the, it's missable tv there's some decent wrestling but there's nothing really of substance I don't Com like, compared to dynamite it's just there's nothing I, to I it i hate when people say that like oh it's missable because they have great matches i'm i'm glad like do you want more promos and storylines it's, it's a one hour show it's kind of like when uh, when nxt was flourishing under one hour then it became two hours and it lost a bit of its luster you want to you want to maintain this is a show you get more wrestling than promos this is a show where you get certain wrestlers you don't see often it, it serves a purpose but i guess it's not everyone's cup of tea which is okay everyone's allowed to have different types of flavors of tea maybe you know pete likes green tea and maybe he likes coffee but Maybe he doesn't like regular tea. So this is maybe regular tea for you. You just don't like maybe, it too. Maybe it's regular tea for me. I think there's a way they... I love that Rampage... Rampage is such an easy show to watch. It's just good wrestling for an hour. Great. Love it. It definitely feels like the B show to, the, to Dynamite's A show. And I'd much rather that you have more featured stuff like when's the last time a world title has been on Rampage? Ooh. It's been a while, right? Mm -hmm. Like... Start featuring more dynamite. It's like Ollie put it earlier this week. They have a very soft brand split with Rampage. There are certain people that you associate with Rampage. Keith Lee starting to be associated with Rampage. Hook definitely. Ricky Starks to a degree. There's then there's very dynamite talents. MJF, CM Punk, Britt Baker. All those people are like dynamite talents, and then you have Rampage talents, and I don't like that. They should be more. 
It's funny yeah. you say that because at one point CM Punk was considered a Rampage guy. Because was a Rampage guy, right? He was. But then they realized it was like, oh no, actually, wait, Rampage is the B show. We need to put CM Punk. No, on the that's show. not what happened. I'm hoping Dynamite. that's not what happened. No, I'm hope. Um, in my mind is like they got Adam Cole. Like in their mind, you're gonna get starring the signature wrestler for Rampage, co-starring. Yelly, Chris Jericho. Also, Yelly sat, sorry about my microphone. At one point, I think I bursted some eardrums. Uh, <laughs> you get Mark Henry every week. They got their own stuff, but you're right. They need to switch up a bit because getting a bit samey. Mm -hmm. It gets to the point like, oh, all the black wrestlers appear on Rampage, you know? Let's switch yeah. it up, guys. Let's have some cross-pollination. Sutton. Yeah, exactly. But again, these are, these are minor complaints because Rampage is still a very easy show to watch and it's enjoyable. I would have given this Rampage a... Three out of five. It's an it's an average rampage. It was good. Yeah, three out of five for me too. Jam page. That's what we're gonna call it. Jam page. Jam that jam page. Uh, right, we're going to have to wrap things up pretty quickly here. But before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, we have to thank some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Uh, if you uh, go over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, there are so many things you get over there. WrestleCase just gone live. WrestleCast the Dark. You get loads of extra bonus content. You can get special customized shoutouts if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, which these lovely people have. So... Let me get them up because I I didn't do this do in advance. Thank you too. Can I do it? We're, we're gonna go back and forth. So oh yes, yeah, do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do it. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you too. The Aztec Warrior, Hector Rodriguez, Joshua Weaver, Clevage, Tony Starks, Jarvis Villasenor, a Baker's dozen. Nine of 13. I don't like that you put in Roman numerals. It's a good thing I can read it. Hey, that's how the name comes, man. I didn't choose that. <laughs> Freddie and Jason Williams. Thomas Edie Stone. I believe it's Eddie Stone. Like like, like Thomas Edison. Like Eddie Stone. It's got one D, guys. I can read. I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. No, no, but it, it looks like Edie. Okay, sorry. Thomas Eddie Stone. John Jenkerson, son of Jenka. The technical wizard, Will Stewart Jr. The Findicator, Finn Brennan. He ran Aaron Hanoran. The Junus Brothers, Junus Hakonan. Russ Pooper Scooper Cooper. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, all of our lovely pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Thank you, all of you. Love you. Appreciate you all. Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats very quickly here. Um, sorry that the link has not been working. The restaurant.com forward slash support link has not been working, but we should have another one. Thank you so much for everyone who's old chatted in. Mayor of Painesville, Dan, said, This is a billion dollar company. It's WrestleMania season, and that's their best effort. Whoa. Come on now. That's their champion. Six Ben ladder match. Done deal. It's not even that hard. This company. Meanwhile, on Rampage, Dustin won. Yes, Dan, I'm sure you're very happy that Dustin Rhodes won. He's your favorite wrestler. I understand. 
Um, yes, I agree. This is their best ever. That's sad. Zoe Sung said, now for the real fun. Butch. <laughs> it's always been uh, the always been my nickname Pokemon. This Pokemon looks like it's going to help Mary Poppins fix the misfit children from the 1930s. Why does WWE make all the English boys dress like they're pre-World War One? Checks don't bounce, I guess. <laughs> It's true. Stereotypes. Stereotypes. Stereotypes, man. So, you know, you know, because uh, where's again? Uh, Butch is from Birmingham. Someone watched Peaky Blinders and found out it from Birmingham. I said, hey, mm-hmm. why not? Yep, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, Zoe Sung said, hey, oh, uh, the acclaimed. <laughs> we, got, we got Pokedex entries from Zoe Sung again. The acclaimed, the mic drop Pokemon. I love them. The very best parts of AEW are the acclaimed. Want to know what will be amazing? Swerve joining the acclaimed and going after those trio titles. Lo- everyone loves the acclaimed. Tag team champs when I disagree. I I, uh, I respectfully disagree because Ooh. Swerve is cool and the acclaimed are meant to be corny. You yeah. can't mix cool and corny because one has to become corny. Unfortunately, be the cool one, which is Swerve. You can't make him corny. So no, sorry. Uh, again, I agree with you. Uh, nickname took forever as an 11 month Menberg. Thank you so much. Who just says hook? Yeah. Uh, Tails P said, uh, Do you think Ricky Starks will ever lose the FTW title? If so, then to who? Hook. Hook. Yeah. 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 Hook. Great idea, Sat. Why didn't I think of that? God, that's. Great. Rollo said, uh, Pete and Sap, how are you two? First time Ultra Chatter, long time fan. Do you think Hook should join Starks and Hobbs in their feud against Lee and Swerve? Yes. It would give him something to do. I'm good. And yes, I agree as well. It would give Hook something to do. And he's part of Team Taz. I think that's what's missing is the most simplest thing. Put him back with his dogs. Put him Mm -hmm. back with his boys. So we'll have to cheer for him in, in matches. So what? It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Allen said, guys, uh, this week wasn't my favorite. Still enjoyed the wrestling. Without mentioning spoilers, have you seen the deleted scene from the Batman? Thoughts? Were uh, you fans of the film? Please don't tell me you haven't seen it. Lots of love, LIW444 Life. Jam that jam. Okay, I won't tell you I haven't seen it. Uh, and I won't tell you I haven't seen it either. But I will tell you, I've seen the, the, the YouTube, um, sorry, the Twitter, the clip was on Twitter uh, yes. the, about the deleted scenes. All I can say is, Good performance, but I'm over that iteration of the Joker. There's more to the Joker. There's more they can pull from the well. I feel mm-hmm. like since uh, Heath Ledger has put, a, it's cornered the market of being the tortured soul, Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't forget the Joker can have a laugh as well. He's a silly mm-hmm. person. Not have to be, I am miserable and I am, you know, I'll get my face all messed up. There's more to him. There's more. Uh, TV guy AU says, uh, is the fact that Rampage is taped the majority of the time versus Dynamite being alive uh, a lot of the time, do you think this is why it can't be, uh, why it can be a show you can miss sometimes? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's that's probably a factor. Um, I don't think it has to be, but I think it probably is a factor. Yeah. yeah. Because it's taped, it comes across like a microwavable meal. It's not fresh dish. You eat mm. on the spot, it tastes nice. It tastes... Like secondhand staleness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Leftovers. That's what it is. Rampage. Rampage is dynamite's leftovers. Mm-hmm. Jam page. Leftover jam. 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 Leftover jam. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. 
And now let's do the outro. Um, in fact, I'm going to check and see if we've got any emails in to read. Uh, I should have done this beforehand. I'm not organized. It's not. Excuse He's me. a busy Sorry. man, guys. You see that? He has to, in the middle of the podcast, go check his emails for more questions. I'm this is the live password for the thing. I'm sorry. It's okay. Cornell chopping it up, chopping it up. <laughs> chopper and sat, ain't chopping it up. Okay, right. Right, 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 right. Here we go. Okay, okay. This is a funny email actually from Lars that says, "Hey guys, made the fatal mistake of watching Rampage before SmackDown. After about an hour into SmackDown, I realized absolutely nothing had happened once again, and I just turned it off." Anything noteworthy happen after that? I only listened to the intros and outros. Not really. Not much yeah. happened on SmackDown, so you know. There you go. There's your review. <laughs> One thing did happen. Uh, mm. it's, they still care about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Mm. That's it. And also, yeah. Ronda Rousey displayed emotions like a robot. I mean, she really cared about what she was talking about. I mean, this is main event in WrestleMania, and I'm so excited, guys. Yeah. I I mentioned in my editor review that I did on the main Wrestle channel earlier today, uh, I mentioned that I almost felt bad for Ronda. Almost, but not quite. Um, because she's not a natural talker. And then she got put in a spot where she has to talk a lot, which is, which is unfortunate for her, and I do feel bad. But also, you would have thought that a prerequisite to being, you know, pushed to like the main event of a WrestleMania is the ability to maybe cut a promo or maybe have someone with you who can do it for you. Like that's, that's just a thing for me. You know, if you're going to be a main event, you probably need to have someone that can do a promo. It's but not my just... fault. They made me a baby face. I should be a heel. Then having a manager will make sense. I mean, it's not my fault, guys. Can you see? I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy we'll to talk about this in the main show. Yeah, we will. Because <laughs> I, have got, I have got thoughts about that segment. Um, goodness me. Uh, let's see if I've got another <gasps> another email here. No, I don't have any more emails. Oh no, I've got no see. more emails. I'm so Law two. Hold up. What have we got here? Um. So this is a, an email from Nishant that says. Dear Lost Intangibles to Russell Talk, you know, Temis isn't here, but you're, you're the stand-in. You're, a, you're a, a, an honorary LIW member for life today, all right? So that, that's, yeah, that's how it works. For life, guys. For life, yeah. Uh, it says, hey, guys, how are you all doing? Uh, good, I suppose, because y'all are draped in gold again. That's right, Jam That Champion and Quizzlemania Champion. Love to see it. Uh, very nice to see the prophecy fulfilled again. I kept telling people that LIW is fine. We are fine. Tempest, you completely crushed it at Quizzlemania, and Pete, your new Monday Night War series with Luke is very entertaining. Last week, Luke got into his own head, but you can use that. Trash talk him and get in his head. Uh, that's all for today. Uh, glad uh, to see you guys are back on top of Wrestle Talk again. Thanks for the consistently consistent content. Stay safe and lots of love. Thank you, Nishan. And has also attached pictures of his dog. <gasps> oh my god. That's an adorable dog. You can't see it, Sat, but it's an adorable I can't. dog. I ain't gonna lie, my heart skipped to beat when you said he sent you pictures of his dog. <laughs> Oh, dog. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> oh, this is guy left, guys. I was like, what, what kind of emo does Pete receive on the normal? Like, I was like, these fans. But yeah, it was oh, a dog, guys. That's no euphemism great. for anything. The actual animal picture. Whoa. I I want to see if I can, like, screen share or something. Uh, 
I don't want to. I don't want to screen share any like sensitive information or anything. You know, sensitive dogs. Let's see if I can open this here. Uh, download it. Open it here. Yeah, yeah. Now we're talking. So for those of you that are watching the video version of this, that would be if you're a pledge hammer or if you're a member on our channel, you'll be able to see this. Let's see if I can share this screen. Don't show these tips again. Window. This one. Look at this dog. Oh my gosh, look at that. Look dog. at this dog. Such a nice ah. looking dog. What's the dog said? All right, Rhonda, calm down. Jesus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. <laughs> it's a dog. Oh my gosh, look at that dog. Look at it's that dog. It's, a, it's such a it's such an adorable dog. I can't believe that I'm witnessing this this dog right now. Uh, this dog's going to main event WrestleMania. Really, it's, really happy about it. It's the most stupendous dog I've ever seen. <laughs> The most stupendous two-night dog in the history of WrestleMania. It's so stupendous. Our mid-card titles are on, not even on the pre-show, guys. Mm -hmm. So stupendous. Yeah. <laughs> stupendous news. Uh, anyway, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the WrestleMania Podcast. Thank you so much, Sat, for coming in and uh, filling in for Tempest. We're going to go because we need to record the actual main part of the show, which we record afterwards. But uh, thank you so much, Sat, for coming in. Really appreciate it, man. If you want more Sat, him and SB3 are now doing the NXT podcast every week on a Wednesday. So if you want more set, you can go listen to him on the NXT podcast as well. Thanks for doing that too. So I don't have to watch NXT anymore. What do you mean? NXT is better than SmackDown. Bye, guys. <laughs> I mean, it probably is, honestly. Yeah. SmackDown's real bad right now. Not good. Anyway, oh. guys, guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.